0: That's you, girlfriend.
1: (laughs) I need you to back off of that. It's making me feel like I should be wearing a wacky hat. I don't care for it. I don't care for it.
0: On this episode of Art of the Short, Lil Shorty, Bethers reads you a story where stubborn Miss Peg lays down the law that the Lord helps those who help themselves, a philosophy that Peg carries with her throughout her life, along with a good dose of resentment and spite.
1: We'd like to remind you that all episodes of Art of the Short contain explicit content and that a link to this week's short story will be provided in the show notes just for you.
0: is an interactive literary art installation our little shorty episodes feature the not-so-known storytellers where jory and bethers read a story by you yes a short story written by you and of course we'll make art of our interpretations
1: Join the conversation and send us your artwork to add to the gallery. To learn how, go to ArtoTheShort.com and follow the installation on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, at Art of the Short to see what others think of the short story through their art. Hi,
0: Bethany. Hi.
1: Hey Jory. <laughs> hey. hey Jory! Hi! Hey Jory! Hey! Hey Jory! Hey, Jory! Hi! <laughs> <laughs> hey. Guess what? Hi BDP What? It's a little shorty day. It's a little shorty day. Little shorty day. It's a little shorty day. <laughs> and I'd like to I'd like to warn you, I'd like to warn the listeners, the readers right up front, this is a not so little shorty. It's a not so little shorty.
0: <laughs> it's not so little <laughs> <laughs> Art, heart, heart, how was your art
1: this week? Would you like me to tell you about my art? Well, I don't want you to tell me about your art, but I would like you to tell me how you feel about your art. Are you excited? I'd like to tell you about my journey with this art. Oh, shit. It's a journey. I chose <laughs> to take on a challenge. Oh, shit. This little noggin pointed at me, folks doesn't do well with straight lines. Shit, shit, shit. Okay. Or even circles. Anything that needs to be accurate, not for (laughs) me. And did I choose like an architectural rendering? (laughs) Uh-oh. 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 It's right. (laughs) So it was a real challenge, a real challenge that I set up for myself and um, TBD on the results. I'm, I'm honestly just proud that it exists is, is here. here that I've, <laughs> I've done it I've made it we made it in time for the episode yeah I mean poof, down to the wire but I, I did what I could I did my very best I'm very excited to see it what about you dear one I like my art this week I yeah. can't lie yeah, good because the story was inspiring it inspired good art
0: <laughs> 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 I both a little embarrassed this week's short story is by dan sanders dan's work has been featured in hobart split lip the hong kong review oh he even wrote a book about flowers that was sold on qvc that's pretty fucking amazing dan's novella called the loop is available from anvil press and to learn more about dan go
1: check out his work at dan sanders.com featured on okay donkey this is escalator by dan sanders They took the candy store away, Peg said, waiting her turn. She started the conversation into the air, turned at a 45-degree angle, not looking down the escalator or up at her husband, but across the chasm to the empty space where the candy store had been. It was not polite to stare, and she did not want to embarrass the fallen woman. Peg said it loud enough so people could hear her over the crying baby. The fallen woman was a few feet in front of Peg, Peg had even politely waited a moment so the woman carrying a baby and a bag of shopping could use the escalator first, and the woman hadn't noticed, mistimed that tricky first escalator step, and had stumbled, fell back, and sat down hard. The woman's bags slammed against the rubber railing, and her baby, jostled but not dropped, began to cry. Everyone was tacky and gasped. Peg composed herself and offered up her candy store observation as the stairs continued to flow. A line had formed in the few moments while the stairs slid under the fallen woman, their metal teeth trying to grip her back, her legs, and her bags. She tried to fight it, but didn't try hard enough, and she eventually just let herself be swept away. Peg thought it best to look away not because it was too much to handle, but to not participate in the fuss and instead search for and find something else to focus on. The candy store was only open a year, maybe not even that. A bright purple storefront, big looping letters, candy by the pound, and never a soul inside. A chain, but what's wrong with that? Peg's husband Tom did not enjoy the mall, found flaws in everything and did not think it was nice that there were still candy stores if those candy stores were part of a larger chain. It didn't count. She enjoyed their visits to the mall because they were at an age where they were able to walk, but no longer at the same pace, and so it gave them time to be together, but also to be apart. He'd been 10 steps behind her when the women fell and had given her a good reason to mention the candy store so loudly, over the sound of the child. She offered up her voice to everyone, so they too could have a reason to look away from this woman and her flailing. It was courteous. She hadn't meant to sound quite so distressed, as though she'd personally owned the candy store and some evil had come up behind her, grabbed it from her, and left her to float down the escalator alone. Peg's voice locked her into the decision not to help and left her clear-headed enough to make a proud and careful selection of her escalator step. She hoped her husband saw her do it, saw how capable she still was, especially compared to this younger, fallen woman, and even himself, with his knee that he never took proper care of, and which left him dependent on railings, her kindness, and someday soon, a cane. Peg claimed her stare and thought for a moment that she wouldn't hold the rail out of spite, but did out of wisdom and spite. Helping was inappropriate. The Lord helps those who help themselves. But she was stubborn besides, and once she changed the subject to the candy store, she didn't see how she could change it back to the fallen woman. Even if nobody heard her, not even her husband, who never heard anything, hadn't noticed the fall and seemed always to be concentrating intently on something else. The moment to help had passed, and she was beginning to feel the weight of it lift, somewhere between the second and first floor, and started to feel annoyed for being forced to even have these thoughts in this place. She wouldn't want help herself, so why offer it? She was no hypocrite. She'd never accepted help from anyone, thought it was rude. I'm fine, was something she said reflexively, (laughs) if someone startled her or tapped her on the shoulder or asked for directions. A two-word shield against a world that seemed to be endlessly aware of her. She was just fine, thank you very much. (laughs) Peg's parents were quiet, Miserable people who enthusiastically encouraged her to marry a stoic and maybe stupid man. Because he owned his own failing business. At his insistence, she dusted off his poorly kept books and rescued him, his business, their home, and their marriage time and again. It was Peg's solitary and relentless effort in life that made it so that she could afford to retire. And enjoy the mall on a Tuesday afternoon to walk for exercise in reasonable but fashionable walking shoes through this climate controlled eyesore that she railed against in city council meetings. She hated most of the things that she enjoyed. She was certain, becoming only more certain as they descended, she would have slapped the hand that offered help. What a shame for that woman to be so helpless not to mention the baby, to be saddled with such a mother, born into the kind of life that was ruining this neighborhood. If she'd fallen, she would prefer it if everyone looked away, looked at their phones, or dispersed like a shot had been fired. She would also have had the dignity to not continue to ride the escalator seated. She would have had the strength and humility to stand. She would not have sat there in a heap, demanding attention generating pity, radiating her pain into others. She would have thrown her bags into the penny fountain below and forced her child to stop wailing. <laughs> that child deserved to learn a valuable lesson about self-reliance, minding your step, making better choices. <laughs> Sorry to laugh. It's too much. Peg made relentlessly good choices, and to the best of her memory, had never once fallen down. Peg and Tom did not have children, though she couldn't remember the exact circumstances of how they came to that decision. Sometimes she remembered that there was a matter-of-fact doctor's visit, and sometimes during a night of drinking and listing regrets, her husband saying something about barely surviving their own past and not creating more burden. He would take it away from her, and she would try to pull it back, and they'd argue over their non child until they wondered why they were talking about it she was certain that she once knew the exact moment they made the decision. She memorized it so she could deflect criticism from her parents or when Tom became stricken with regret. She remembered remembering that there was one conversation when decisions were made and when they chose this life over that, and they were done with it, put it away forever. She dusted off her hands whenever she thought about it, even now on the escalator but it was a long time ago now, long enough that it seemed like a reasonable thing to forget. She was deciding not to be worried about the forgetting. Tom had been hinting that she'd been getting chronically forgetful lately and agitated, angry. He liked to scare her, and she had decided to let herself resent him for scaring her, as he did about her knee-nagging. Resenting each other gave them something to do, She kept a list of the things that he said she'd forgotten and looked at it every day. Peg! (laughs) Forgiveness was hard, required too much reflection, which she thought was haughty. They were at the age now where their children would have forgotten about them anyway, so it had all sorted itself out. They'd have non-grandchildren by now. They'd be ignored by two generations, and they'd still have just wound up here, trying to ignore each other and this woman at the end of the escalator, her adrenaline wearing off and finally allowing herself to cry about the fall. Peg took the appropriate caution and planned her dismount, as the stairs flattened out to merge with the floor and accidentally locked eyes with the crying woman. Her baby was cooing, coming down from her emotions as the crying woman was ramping up. Peg looked away and up, deciding that the cooing reminded her of the summer birds that would become lost and fly overhead, trapped in the giant expanse of the mall. The birds would nest in the rafters under the fake sky painted on the arched ceiling or perch in the big fake trees in the food court, living on stepped-on french fries or occasionally bravely swooping down after someone holding one of those giant food court pretzels or chase each other through the open air above the atrium fountain. She wondered if they didn't know the difference, if they were born in the building and didn't know that there was an outside world, or if they knew but didn't care, and they knew that they were safe and good enough was good enough, and made the smart decision to stay. Three people helped the woman up from the floor and held her baby as she limped to a bench between two potted plants, which Peg knew to be fake. She stared at the baby, felt the five empty stairs to the bottom of her husband's feet, And from the last stair, she called back over her shoulder. Did you hear what I said? I said they took the candy store away. He hadn't heard. And she took his hand. And they guided each other around all the unnecessary commotion. Short out of the short, out of the short, out of the short little shorty, out of the short, beep, 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 hot off the presses. Literally, hot just off the presses. put away the marker, put away the
0: marker, threw it in the
1: drawer, put that ran, into, in the the ran into the studio, ran onto the studio. Is this your <laughs> SNL
0: edition? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just like copying everything you
1: say. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, can you please look at my art because I just <gasps> finished it. All right. I'm very excited.
0: Uh, it looks like it might be colored pencil or crayon. I can't really tell. I can't really tell. Can't tale. really tale. I don't know. It just happened. But she drew the atrium of the birds with the
1: painted cloud yes. Scape. Yes, yes, yes. I'm nodding my head fervently.
0: You're right. That's very architectural, and that's really hard to very do. Normal. There's lots of
1: complex line work. Yeah. If you really zoom on the birds, you can see a little metallic in their wings.
0: Can you see? I, I, a I little am seeing sh- a, little, a little sparkle. A little sparkle. A little metallic. I like how the light. A little glimmer. The light is hitting the underwing in such a way. <laughs> 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 you know why I like this so much, though? Tell me. Because his line that he's, he writes, I was just like, Peg is just describing herself. Yes, yes, I know. I That was the biggest takeaway for me. Or if they knew she's talking about the birds. Here we go. Do it for me, Jory. Spell it out. But didn't care. And they knew that they were safe and good enough was good enough. And they made a good decision and made the smart decision
1: I know it makes me gonna cry. I know Peg. I love it. She didn't it. choose it. Her family chose it for her. She's from a generation where she didn't have a lot of agency. She didn't have a lot of choices. Women didn't have credit cards. Women didn't have, they couldn't make their own path in this time.
0: Seriously. And can we just talk really quickly about what a perfect description of this woman. Incredible. Incredible. I know her. She is real to me. Like I was thinking like, this has to be a real woman in right. his life, I feel like, because she is like, I believe she is real. Like, she is a real yep. person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it. Yeah. I just, I just found that heartbreaking that it's an approximation of a life, right? It's not a, a life lived. A bird shouldn't be in a mall with a sky painted on the ceiling and it shouldn't be eating yeah. foot smushed fries. Birds need to fly free, and so does pet No. Okay, dear listener, I'm opening. Oh my Lord, in heaven! <laughs> getting a different tone. We're getting a different tone on this. I mean, one. isn't that like always the case? Though? We're getting a real different tone on this.
0: Bethany one. brings like the beautiful, like feels, and then I have to like punch you in the face with oh, something for boy, some reason. Oh
1: boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Jory,
0: did you draw this? Did you draw those wrinkles in that? Windbreaker suit? Why don't you describe what you're seeing? Oh, And my I'll tell you all
1: about it. Goodness gracious. Okay. Um, we have got, dear reader, an orange background with just like an escalator. And then... And it's bright. Let me tell you, it's bright. Very bright. And then there's like a graphic image of like an early 90s looking oh, yeah. matching purple sweatsuit
0: mm-hmm.
1: in purples, teals, neons with like a neon pink sock and a really classic gray New Balance. A very nice touch. Oh, yes. Yes. She's yes. got a fanny pack to match. She's got oversized glasses, the kind you put <laughs> over your glasses, <laughs> and a curly white perm. Yep. And then we got some beautiful graphic font that says candy shop peg yep <laughs> that surrounds her body candy shop pig and she looks like a sassy lady on the
0: watch like on the on the watch. she is in control yeah she has her hands on her
1: hips she looks like a bad bitch she is a bad bitch in control oh and her garment says her name <laughs> <It does>. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about it tell me everything
0: so, like you, I had so much compassion for
1: Peg. Yes, me too. So and
0: much. Dan, I think you walked, like, just like that perfect line of being exhausted by Peg's perspective. But then you feel so sorry yes. for her and her life. She's a victim and of circumstances. She literally did the very best she could. Yeah. I thought it was beautiful and frustrating and... <laughs> um. I think that might be what you were going for, though. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, Dan, thank you so much for letting us read your story. Like, totally enjoyed
1: it. It The pleasure was all ours. Total pleasure.
0: So thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan.
1: On the next episode of Art of the Short, we'll be reading Strawberry Spring by Stephen King. As always, a free link to this short story is in our show notes for you. And we really want to know your thoughts on Dan's
0: story. What Peg in your life do you know? That was a confusing phrase. Do you phrase. know Peg? <laughs> do you... Peg, Peg? Peg, <laughs> peg do you know you? Um, get to know you, Peg. <laughs> get to know uh, us, you Peg. <laughs> <laughs> to learn how to send your artwork, go to artoftheshort.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Art of the Short. Follow, follow, follow. Send, send, send. <laughs> art, art, art. <laughs> Okay, I love you. Bye. bye. Girlfriend Tori. (laughs) You're (laughs) unnoticed.